Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League show. It's a show that passed its A-levels and we've grown up to be nothing like Jake Humphrey. So take note kids, study, study, study. On today's pod, we're going around the grounds as always, taking in some transfer gossip and previewing a World Cup final. In short, we've bitten off more than we can chew. So let's get straight to it and introduce our guest today, Andy Smith. Hi Andy, you there? You well? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Steve. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Um, some big games coming up, which obviously we'll cover. Um, and in a good mood. How's how's your mood? How's your week been? Yeah, busy week, mate. Um, but yeah, very enjoyable. Other than uh, obviously Everton not winning at Goodison Park last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before we get into the season, I just wanted to say big congratulations to all the City fans on. Uh, your historic treble last last season. I've not been on since just after the Bayern Munich game. So no, congratulations yeah. on uh, on what was a, an incredible achievement for you boys. Do you know what what's that's very appreciated? But it, it's you know what's odd when someone says that it's like your instinct is to say thank you, whereas I we didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's odd, isn't it? It's like it's like yeah, thank you. We're, we're, no, no, we're... <laughs> no. We, we 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 all know it's the fans cheering, yes. shouting. Abusing yeah. strangers on the internet that makes teams win. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to take full credit because, <laughs> boy, have I had some. No, I, I hardly ever argue online anymore. It's just not worth it. You, you get nowhere. I notice you you, uh, you you dabble still now and again when the mood takes. Yeah, sometimes on rugby league though, as well as football. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I like you know just annoying the the. The, the Hornets nest, so to speak, but yeah. it tends to be more it tends to be more Tories than it does football these days. <laughs> well, I absolutely stay clear of politics. It's um, yeah, that really isn't worth it. God, that, that just yeah, you a, right down. It's a dangerous minefield, but yeah, no, it's um, I tend to think is the internet's a separate world to the real one we live in. So just have a bit of fun on there. It is. It's like it often kind of occurs to me that you know some of the biggest arseholes I've encountered online, I'm sure if you met them in real life, it'd be all right. You know, not all yeah. of them, obviously, but no. <laughs> some. And it's, it's like people put on a little persona when they go on, on Twitter. Um, self-preservation, maybe. Anyway, let's get to football. And um, before we kind of go around the grounds, um, there's a couple of big transfer stories surrounding City this week. Uh, Lucas Paqueta and Jeremy Doku. Um, it sounds. I'm particularly talking to an Evertonian here with kind of your transfer kind of problems that you're having, and you're desperately for a striker. It feels like a bit spoilt to say this, but I think both are really essential purchases. I mean, we've got De Bruyne out for four months, Mares has gone, and Gundo's gone. So there's a lot of creativity missing now. Um, would you kind of agree with that? That at least one of these two need to come in before the window closes. Yeah, I think I think it's always good, no matter how successful you are, and it's always good to freshen up the squad, bring in extra competition for places. Um, obviously, you look at what Chelsea are doing. You, it's I think they've got a hell of a job on to make it click this season, but you never know. They've got so many options there. Um, I've got to be be honest. I'm, I I don't see the the value in uh, for what the, the rooms are to be paying. I thought he did okay at West Ham at times last season and mm. of course coming into Manchester City and working with Guardiola you would expect him to, to kick on even further but 
I'm just not sure that I see him worth that type of money. But you know, um, that these are only opinions. What what will actually matter is what he does on the football pitch. Um, Doku's an interesting one. He's someone who was actually linked with Everton probably three four years ago when we perhaps maybe did have money to spend and higher ambitions than finishing 12th so um, he's a player that I've watched quite a bit and I, I've not seen him in, as much in the last couple of years to be honest yeah, and he doesn't strike me necessarily as a Man City player he's very individual in the way that he plays the game he's a, he's a bag of tricks he's very pacey he's very direct but again Man City don't seem to have done an awful lot wrong with their recruitment so if they see that there's there's a player there that they can bring in um, and will work well with Guardiola and what Man City are trying to do, then I'm certainly not going to question that. But he's certainly he's certainly an exciting player to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, as regards to how he likes to take a player on from, from a standing start, um, he does remind me a bit of uh, Raheem Sterling in that regard. And I think there, there will be, I mean, with Sterling, there was a good year, and that was under Pellegrini, not... not Guardiola but there was a good year of transition needed to kind of you know to adapt to City's style I would be very surprised if you know he, he kind of hit the ground running and became a complete City player from the, from the off it would require a season but in that season then you do get you know stuff that will eventually be drummed out of him I guess the individuality but you know from a City perspective from a fan's perspective that's going to be a joy to watch because He's really entertaining, isn't he? And, and his dribbling stats are phenomenal. So, um, yeah, a really exciting proposition. Uh, as to Paqueta, I completely agree. I think a lot of City fans are of this opinion as well. That You know, a really good player, but for that price, it's... But it's not... I don't know. It's not my money. So, um, we know what they're doing. We know how desperately they need him and what they're prepared to pay. Um, I'd certainly be very, very pleased if we get it over the line. Uh, let's stay with City because this weekend's kind of 8pm kickoff is one of the biggest games of the weekend City v Newcastle um, City honestly Andy the, our record against Newcastle at home is unbelievable uh, we've won 14 straight games against them at home in the league um, the, they haven't scored in the last kind of 7 hours at the Etihad None of that matters now, though, does it? Not with this current Newcastle setup. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that they are definitely a different animal than that previously have come to uh, Man City in those yeah. 14 occasions. So, um, I, I mean, being perfectly honest, I still expect Manchester City to win. Um, but Newcastle, um, as I've said previously to you, Steve, and I think I have done on this pod, I, 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 as a football club, I can't stand them. But Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I forgot about that. Um, yeah, but you can't you can't deny that what they're doing there um, in terms of the dehesiveness. Like you can tell that they're all playing for each other. There's a real like camaraderie about them, and there's a real belief in what they're doing when they go out on the pitch. Um, and that togetherness, obviously, with the quality that they've got as well, um, is taken quite far. So I don't. Um, it's certainly not going to be. Uh, I think it be it will be one of Man City's toughest games that they had this season, um, absolutely. But I, I, I still expect Man City to come out on top. But you know Newcastle, I thought they were hugely impressive uh, against Aston Villa last weekend. Where do you think they can hurt City? Because it will hurt us. I mean, it's obviously not going to be a one-sided uh, event. And I mean, I'll pick out a player that 
may not go down well with you, but I think Anthony Gordon, um, he was player of the tournament, wasn't he, in uh, the Euro under 21s? Um, impressive again last week. I can, and I really hate him. <laughs> so I think you put all <laughs> those together, I could, I could see him scoring for some reason. Um, where do you think Newcastle could hurt City? Yeah, I think one thing, uh, one of Anthony Gordon's strengths is he, he's very direct and he can yeah. hurt teams in the transition. And you would think that's where Newcastle are going to get their success in terms of winning the ball back and moving it forward quickly. Um, and I think, you know, one of the big things that Newcastle have got that I touched upon at the beginning was that they have a real belief in what they're doing. So they won't stray too far away from, from what they know works for them. And mm. like they, I, I don't think that. I think a lot of teams when they play a team of obviously Man City's class, they lose a bit of their confidence, they lose a little bit of their belief, and then they end up straying away from like the principles that make them successful. I don't think that will happen with Newcastle. So, I think, yeah, I think pace on the break. They've got obviously um, uh, Isak, um, Anthony Gordon. Um, so I, I know that. That's probably where they'll try and hit you. Try and hit those pockets out wide where the fullbacks have moved into midfield or further up the pitch. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm excited because I've got to work tomorrow until half seven. So I'm really excited right. the fact there's a proper game I can watch afterwards and have a few beers. With. Well, I was going to ask about that. How do you feel in general about kind of an eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday? Um, for me, it's 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 not for me. I can't get my head around it. I don't like it. People generally have other stuff to do at eight o'clock on a Saturday. Um, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's better than seven pm on a Sunday. We had two of those last year: one against United and one against somebody else, and that's very strange. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, from a selfish point of view, um, yeah, I, I don't have uh, much of a social life by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from a selfish point of view, it's it's great, but I mean, it's not. It's, it's not ideal if, if you're a Newcastle fan. It's not just, you know, mm. they're having to travel over. It's not just really taking away their Saturday, it's taking away their Sunday as well because they're not going to be getting back till seven o'clock in the morning. Um, so, yeah, but we are, it, it's nothing new, mate, like the, the broadcasters and the money yeah. rule football, not the fans. How do you think the game will play out then? You've, you've, you've said you think City will win. Uh, you said that you know Newcastle will look to hit us on the transition. I agree with both of that. Um, I, I do think we'll win. I think it's going to be a really tough game. Um, do you think it's going to be an enjoyable game? I do, yeah. Um, I don't think... I think... I don't think Newcastle will come and change their approach at all, really, from how they played against Villa. The difference being is that they won't get as much time on the box, of course, to play in Manchester City. But I don't think I don't think Newcastle will come thinking, right, let's shut up shop and try and nick a goal for a point. I think they'll they'll come and try and implement their own their own style on the game. So I, I think it's going to be really entertaining. Um score prediction? Two one city. Same two one city. Um I think I've got a weird feeling that Newcastle are going to score first. I've got a weird feeling it's going to be 1-0 half-time and City come back to win 2-1. So everyone hold me to that on Twitter. Um, my concern is what I'm seeing right now from City is with De Bruyne out and, uh, you know, as stated earlier, Mara's gone and Gundo gone and Bernardo Silva 50-50 for this. I believe he will feature, but whether he starts or not is a different matter. That's a lot of fluidity and a lot of creativity taken out of one team, no matter how good that team is. Um, and that is just a concern just going forward for the time being um, 
obviously will find a way. They're, they're, you know, Pep always finds a way. But um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be kind of free flowing, kind of beautiful football that we usually see. I think it will be a case of us trying to just get control of a game, um, and Newcastle, you know, subsequently trying to break up that control. Let's turn our attentions to Villa Park then. Um, tough game for Everton. Um, we've already stated that Villa were demolished at St James's Park last week. How does that change your viewpoint? Because I'm guessing you're you're the same mindset as me going into this season, where you're thinking Villa could do all right this this season. They were brilliant last year under Emery. That their stats, their results, everything was really good. They bought well over the summer. Oh crap! You know we've got them away in the second game of the season. Are you, are you still feeling kind of trepidation, uh, or from last week you're now thinking oh, we could do something? Yeah, no, I, I, I fully expect Villa to put in a much better performance than they yeah. did last week against Newcastle. And um, as you said, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of excited hype around Aston Villa, not just from Villa fans but from neutral fans, in terms of obviously how strongly they finished the season last year, and then obviously as you've touched upon um, the signs that they've made. But one thing I always thought. Emery deserved huge credit for was getting that turnaround with the defence that they had, um, and mm. I know that they got uh, they've got Costa back who got a, a big injury at the start of last season, and they brought in Pau Torres. But typically, defenders from when you bring in, particularly from um, from uh, the Spanish league, I always think they take a little while to settle. Yeah, and then Tyrone Mings, who again is not outstanding, but He's got a serious injury now, and so I, I, I think where Villa may struggle if they, they don't add quality at, at centre back between now and the end of the transfer window. Someone who's been there and done it in the Premier League, um, I think, I think there's there's definitely definitely an opportunity to get and defensively. So um, Everton's problem will be have they actually got anyone who can get and defensively if Calvert Lewin is not fit? And, um, so. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that we're going to get something from uh, from Sunday, and I think a, a point would probably be a, a decent return for us. What is the current status of Everton right now? Um, I, I said on on the pod last week that my father-in-law's an Evertonian, a match goer, and he phoned my wife up on a Saturday night, and I could hear what he was saying, you know, and I basically just went in the kitchen and made a brew because it was so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are things doom and gloom or are there any causes for encouragement? No, I don't, I don't think it is all doom and gloom. I think uh, I was at the game last week and I, oh, you there, Steve? I'm here, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Um, So, yeah, it, it wasn't all doom and gloom. It was... Um, the, the kind of the wind was taken out the sails of uh, the fans going into the ground when they saw Neil Morpé was starting, who's not scored a goal in like his last thirty games. What's forever. going on there, man? I mean, <laughs> I mean, from the outside looking in, it exasperates me how he gets games. It's he's played as a striker when he's not a striker. He doesn't score. He works hard, but oh my god, it's like I'd work hard if I was kind of put into Everton's side. What is going on with him? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now. 
or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.